Welcome back to the Man Cave Caucus Podcast. This is where we discuss the truth, Tim, and nothing but the truth. Well, that's unless it's Tim's facts that sometimes are not in fact facts, but um, we hope to curtail that a little bit. Uh, we, we have a new uh, part-time Googler here at the Man Cave Show, so uh, we welcome Joel Mace to the Man Cave Caucus Podcast for this debut and, and it's going to be kind of our, our real-time Googler uh, fact checker, you know, so we can have the most accurate information for our listeners to digest. We, we, want, we want our listeners to be critical thinkers, independent thinkers. You know, that seems like it's something that's kind of um, went by the way in this day and time that we live, but I think it's important. And you can make a decision how you view the facts. So we'll just give you the facts. So, Joel, welcome. Tell us a little bit. Get in that microphone. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. My name is Joel. I'm a full-time Googler part of the time. I uh, am a detective for a local sheriff's office. Yeah. Back to blue. Conservative. Married to a liberal. <clears throat> How do you do that? Uh, we don't talk about it most <laughs> of the time. Yeah, That's a toughie. As, as long as we leave Trump and Biden and Obama out. Then you're good. We just talk politics without the people. Yeah. We're good. Okay. It's hot button names. Avoid them. Yep. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to do that. And that, that goes for a lot of other areas of life, too. I think. Uh, happy marriage is about compromise. Absolutely. You know, it is. Uh, I've been doing this now for 23 years. And I can tell you that's uh, a big part of it, among other things. But. Um, you got to figure out what those triggers are and you got to stay away from them for the most part. Landmine, so to speak. Yeah. You remember playing Minesweeper? Oh, yeah. I wasn't good at it. When you hit that big mine, it's a bad deal. I would have been a good mine finder. Yeah. Well, it's been a crazy week at the Capitol. I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, You know, aside from the usual crazy stuff that's going on in the legislature, especially the Senate side of the building. Uh, We had a joint session of the General Assembly this past week. And for you uh, out there that don't know what a joint session of the legislature is, that's when, so the way it works, there's the, the, the House has one side of the building and the Senate has the other side of the building. And when we have a joint session, the Senate and the House come together in the House chambers, which is the larger chamber and has enough room for everybody. And that's when, like, if the governor's going to do the state of the state address or there's one called the state of the judiciary, we had that last week as well. That's where the Supreme Court justices all join us from Missouri as well, Missouri Supreme Court justices. And, and one of them, the chief justice, will give an address to the uh, legislature. I always call it the uh, state of the super legislature because I'm always a little bit frustrated with how that the Supreme Court in Missouri is terribly left and they override what we do in the legislature and basically pass laws from the bench, which is not how it's supposed to work. But So I usually skip that one. But we had a joint legislature session and the Israeli consul general, uh, his name is Mayor Albaz Starinsky, I think I got that right. He addressed the legislature this week. So, you know, he talked a little bit about the the horrors of what has happened um, 
you know, with the conflict between Israel and Hamas and the attack on Israel back in October. And, you know, he was thanking Missouri for being uh, a big support to Israel and those kind of things. But also what happened is the anti-Semitic protesters showed up. The pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, pro-terrorist protesters showed up. And so they're in the back gallery, up in the upper gallery of the House chamber during the address. So like halfway through, they started standing up, you know, like turning around. They had their shirts on that had stuff on it. They had, uh, you know, their, I don't know what you call them, the shawls maybe um, that they were wearing and just kind of quietly, you know, making a move there. And so we were just, we just kept going. Well, then at some point, they just started yelling at everybody down on the floor, yelling at the the uh, consul general, uh, screaming and yelling and going crazy in the gallery. So the lieutenant governor is the one who runs the meeting, right? So he also joins us in that joint session. He runs the meeting. He gaveled down the protesters, you know, and told them they had to settle down, which they didn't, of course. They just got worse. Hmm. So ended up he gavels again and asks uh, the there there are several officers that work in the legislature um, that are doormen but they're also peace officers in the in the legislature and so he asked them to remove the protesters so they go up and they're trying to remove these protesters and they're screaming and yelling and finally they had had enough and they just start dragging them out I, I think there was one person that got arrested that was in the gallery uh, that day. So it was wild, man. Later on that evening, so same same group of people, there's a, a reception going on. It's APAC, which is a pro-Israel group. So they had a reception just downtown in Jeff- Jefferson City, a little ways, a couple blocks from the building. And all the protesters moved down there. I was invited to this reception. So I go to this reception, and there are people blocking the road, blocking the, the, the door to the building, you had to walk right through the protesters to to try to get around the side and to the back of the building. And even when you got to the back of the building, they were blocking the sidewalk and blocking the – there's like a little fence there. And they had the opening to that blocked as well. So people that were going to this reception had to go back there, go right through the protesters, and literally climb over the fence just to get in the building, which is illegal when they're blocking a private business's entrance to their – to their business. So it was wild. Um, and it also the, uh, our secretary of state, Jay Ashcroft was walking through the protesters trying to get in the building as well. And supposedly there was a person who uh, hit him and he was trying to shove them off of him. You know, it got wild. So they got arrested there. I think in all, there was like six people that got arrested from the protesters. So it was, it was kind of a crazy week. I would think that this would be a great time to have some mace. Yeah. Like bear mace. Yeah. A little spritz. That would work. I feel like I mean, I was packing a gun, but I didn't want to have to use yeah, it unless I, I feel had like, to. I feel like mace is definitely far from excessive force. Bear mace, you might be. Hmm. Have you ever shot one of those? You know I haven't. It shoots like 40 feet, maybe 50. I feel like it would clear quite a bit of sidewalk. Yeah, that would work. Um, but they, it was crazy. There, I mean, there was a guy right in my face, like yeah. an inch away from my face, yelling. There was a, 
a guy with a bullhorn and they were beating drums, you know, all See, this crazy stuff. Another thing you could employ, nobody gets in my face due to halitosis. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. Really isn't. I don't have to worry about my personal space being invaded. People start stepping away. Those close talkers at church, yeah, they'll give you a wide berth. Especially the ones that want to talk to you for an hour. Mm. So, yeah, it was crazy. You know, my uh, my John Wayne syndrome wanted to act up a little bit, but... Uh, mm. You got to keep that Keep. That I wanted to wraps. say, I'm not going to hit you, mister, but I didn't. Mm. Didn't do that at all. So next up, Tim, uh, Nikki Haley is is holding on for dear life, it, it seems, in the presidential primary on the Republican side. Um, so after getting beat in the Nevada primary by um, none of these candidates, actually. So apparently in Nevada, there is a box you can check on the ballot that simply says none of these candidates. I think we ought to mandate that, like... I like it. Every ballot should have one of those, don't you think? So, so yeah, Trump wasn't on the ballot. <clears throat> so it appears that folks quickly recognized that the none of these candidates was the the proxy Why was Trump for Donald Trump. Not on the ballot. I'm not sure. I didn't read exactly why that was the case. Um but apparently Oh, we have a Googler for that. Yeah, we do have a Googler for that. Joel's feverishly. Uh, He's a. Uh, we've we've even got up on the big screen now. We're the big time. We've got the Google up on the big screen. I definitely would not want Joel coming after me as a keyboard warrior. <laughs> he can pound out some letters. So, I just thought it was hilarious that um, none of these candidates is who won, and Nikki Haley lost. So it was. Here's how it broke out. None of these candidates had 26,000 votes, so 60.4% of the vote. And and Nikki Haley was next with 14,000 and and some change, so 33.2% of the vote. Then it was like Mike Pence with 4.2, Tim Scott with 1.3, and and John Castro with 0.3. Wow. So what's interesting that a lot of times people don't realize is, you know, elections are by state and and the states have different rules and different regulations on how that they do that. But uh that was quite a uh, so quite a big deal this week. Does uh Nevada in a primary probably doesn't affect a whole lot for uh No, I don't know. Does it say on there how many delegates Nevada has? Joel, did you see that yet? Oh, they just went ahead and gave Trump 63%. It has something to do with there's a caucus and a yeah. primary, and maybe you can choose one or the other. It's really sure. weird how that they do it. That's what I could tell, but... Well, they were pretty unanimous So on, Trump uh, got the delegates. Okay. Okay, so it says 125? No, to, that's to win the nomination. Yeah, so they break it up. That's wild. So sixty three percent just decided. I, I really can't believe though that she hasn't dropped out yet. It kind of, uh, it kind of blows my mind that she hasn't. I think I know why. I mean, pretty much, wouldn't she be a direct shoe in at this point for the nominee if they were able to 
pull the rug, so to speak, on Trump. Right. That, but that his, seems But his investigations simple. are all falling apart, though. I think, I, I think there's only one left, and that's the Fannie Willis one, and <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm just thinking that it, it would probably be something more nefarious than an investigation, but just... Let's hope not. My goodness. Deal. I think Nikki Haley's in pretty good with the deep state. They might have a good idea how a lot of this is going to shake out. Well, you would think. I mean, so I'm looking at a poll. Uh, this is Bloomberg, Morning Consult, uh, Wisconsin. So this is some of the swing states, right? Wisconsin, Trump, 43%. Biden, 35%. Nevada, Trump, 43%. Biden, 31 Michigan. Trump, 43%. Biden, 37 Georgia, Trump, 44 Biden, 37 North Carolina, Trump, 45%. Biden, 32%. Arizona, 43 Biden, 35 Pennsylvania, 43%. Biden, 40%. Mm. Yeah. What's going on with Pennsylvania? I tell you, old Fetterman, man, he's really turned the corner. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's been talking more conservative politics than half of the Republicans here lately, Pretty especially wild. on the border issues. I feel like that's so polarizing, it's hard to believe how hard they're, the feds are doubling down. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's so that's some of the swing states. Um but I don't know. I, I I mean, surely I think after South Carolina, she's going to have to, if if it goes the way it has went in in these other primaries. And, and that's kind of what I'm thinking, though. Like, how many? Even at this point, she has more delegates than any other primary contestant, right? Yeah. Aside she, from Trump. Aside from Trump, so that's just scary. Uh, and it matters, too, because there are some states that are winner-takes-all, and then there are some states that it's proportional. Yep. You know, it just, it just depends on the state. That's but, all. I think that's all that's going on right now, though, is her just kind of solidifying number two. Yeah. So and, uh, other big news this week, probably, probably the, at least like one of the top two stories this week, um, special counsel that is investigating the handling of classified documents you know, that remember Joe Biden had in his, his garage. Yeah. Stacked up against the old Corvette. We find a, a little nugget of, of breaking news that, you know, we're all completely shocked about to find that Biden is, according to the special counsel, Robert Hur, I quote, an elderly man with a poor memory. Hmm. Didn't, did not know that. Yeah. It took him 15 months in that investigation to come to that conclusion. So that's kind of like, I'm not sure why that kind of the equivalent of pleading insanity. It's crazy because he, he even felt and, and made the statement that Biden's mental fitness is so diminished that he, he shouldn't face any criminal charges. Hmm. So he, his, his mental faculties is so diminished that he shouldn't face any criminal charges. Biden called him. He's like, could you testify? To that under oath. <laughs> but this guy has the nuke codes within arm's length. I mean, that's that's how serious this is. Hmm. There's an article in the New York Post that says 
by propping up Biden, Dems are committing elder abuse and abusing the nation. And who, who wrote that? The New York Post. Wow. Says, it's an inconvenient truth. Someone who is not in Joe Biden's inner circle or among the Democrats and media members blanketing him in a protective bubble wrap with their coverage spent extensive time with the 81-year-old and came away with a damning verdict. Biden is an elderly man with a poor memory. Mm. After 15 months of investigation. He remembers corn pop, though. So, the, yeah, he was a bad dude. But the question is, of course, so he's up to the task of running the country? So it seems like to me that this is the point where we've been talking about, where now the media will start going after Joe Biden as a result of the story that has broken with his mental condition. And then they will be trying to install a new candidate. What do you think? I like how in this picture here they uh, got the most haggard possible looking version of Donald Trump and the most with the with the hair all stoic version they could muster of <laughs> Biden. Did you read the headline? <laughs> Why special counsel reports often paint unflattering pictures of presidents. Tell me your friend wrote even that. Even tell they me your friend wrote that. Aren't charged. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, there's some articles I wrote that was trying to say it's a good thing that this news that's coming out, you know. Yeah. No one's beyond being No, I think forgetting the, something. I think the the shoe's about to fall. So who do you think it's gonna be? On the dim side? You guys wanna make a wager? It's anybody's guess for it, it, in it my though? opinion. I I don't think Newsom <clears throat> I mean, I feel like you got to get somebody. I mean, it's not going to be hard to get better than Joe. Think about it, and while you're thinking about it, we'll play this. Here's Biden. Thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? So that's Peter Ducey asking the question, because he's like one of the only ones that will actually ask the real questions. My memory is so bad, I let you speak. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, in his answer, trying to prove that he's just perfectly okay, he proves that he's not, in fact. Mm. Let's play that one again. I mean... I think he should have just said, my dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> it's so sad. Can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's... Uh, it's going to be a great my meme. Not, my memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. Oh, I'm None looking. I thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. <laughs> and then it wasn't long after that that he said Mexico borders Israel. Mm. Yeah. Must be some shifting of the tectonic plates that I didn't. <laughs> You didn't hear about. Joel, could you 
check us check on that about the <laughs> the Israeli Mexican border. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. It's getting out of hand. There's a there's a not to be article <laughs> regarding what's going on with Biden. It's priceless. It says insane man goes on TV to prove he's not insane. Immediately proves his insanity. That's the headline. I just so who do you think who do you think they're gonna poke in Biden's place? You know, I, I've been uh I've been on the old Gavin Newsom train for a long time saying that he's the one. And I'm gonna stick with it, Tim. Mm-hmm. I you know, the only other one that I could think of that could could be a contender would be Michelle Obama. But that brings with it its own problems for the Democrats. What do you think? I think they should just go for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. I feel like that would probably be cuz here's and, and here's what I'm where I'm at though on the whole situation is it's like Haley they're not scared of I don't think the Democrats would be too concerned about Haley getting in. Um I Of course not. Well, yeah. and, and that's where, like, I feel like they may be trying to, I feel like it may be in their bet- best interest to get, prop up a Haley-esque character, probably Haley exactly, get her in for four years, kind of just bide some time, Nothing, nothing's going to happen. Biden some time. Biden some time. That's what they're doing right now with Biden. And once they get... Once they get her in, she'd she'd be four years easy, topple, kind of give them four years to collect themselves, and nothing good happened for the country. So yeah. she's definitely not going to upset the fruit basket. No, I mean we probably would have a world war that was uh, she was getting some heavy heavy payouts from in the meantime. But the Democrats could bring a savior for what was left, you know. Right. So that's kind of my thoughts is that they it's not so much about finding Biden's replacement. It's about making sure Trump doesn't get in. Yeah. That's really the only for sure concern that they really have. Yeah. But I mean, if 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 they think that there is a possibility of a candidate who can at least speak well, yeah, look well, you know, no, all I, of that. I, I think they might they might put Gavin Newsom out there. But I don't think they're going to let that happen to where they're putting it Gavin Newsom against Trump. I think it's going to be find whatever by hook or by crook, keep Trump out. And, you know, I don't think it would be the end of the world if they let uh, Haley come in for four years because she wouldn't be reelected for four more unless they were backing that reelection because she had done so so good for the deep state. (laughs) Right. And that's just my thoughts. I, I think it's way simpler than it's is all the real goal is just to keep Trump out. And they can do that, you know, keeping him out of one or two swing states, keep get him off the ballot in one state, they've probably got just what they want. And that is force the Republicans' hand to put in a candidate that nobody wanted or thirteen percent of the Republicans were okay with. And uh, you know, the rest is history. So that's just my thoughts. I don't I don't feel like if we were playing a fair game, we'd know who we were. The DNC has filed a investigation against RFK Jr. Uh I had heard that 
for campaign ethics violations. So they're trying to get him taken off the ballot. Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is? Well, they know that he's a threat because he's going to pull votes uh, from Biden or whatever other candidate they run, regardless. I mean, don't you feel like that that would fragment the Republican Party beyond repair if they could get Trump off and Haley on the ballot? Fragment the Republican Party? To get Trump be able to shut down. It's the party of Trump right now, though. I know it is. And so, is all they have to do is make that impossible. Yeah. And I don't think it's that that big of a stretch. But I don't think, I mean, if that happens, I think January 6th looks like a picnic. I I think that is probably, would probably also be a good outcome for the Democrats. Oh, probably. I mean, you know what I'm saying? For sure. I mean, I, I feel like it's a lose 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 situation on a lot of this, and I hope I hope I'm just a, I hope I'm dead wrong, and I usually am. But I feel like if you speak it into the ethers, maybe it's kind of like if I go to a Dallas Cowboys game, I know I should probably mortgage my house and put some money on them losing type situation. <laughs> that's kind of what. That's kind of what this. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of the worst case scenario, and I feel like the Democrats. Uh, just the powers that be definitely are not going to let not not going to let there be a fair fight. I feel like if there was it, we we all kind of know the outcome I really believe. You know, I mean last election 2020, I believe that mail-in ballots is what won the election for Biden in the first place. You know, of course I think there's pro- probably some fraud in places. Was it enough to to completely win that election, I don't know. I, I think the mail-in ballots, especially the unsolicited mail-in ballots that happened in a lot of states, is what won the election. I mean, he received the most votes of any Democratic candidate. So they history. say. So they say. I just want to remind everyone. Well, he was the most popular Democrat. Point to me ever. in history where we sent everybody a ballot, even people who had never voted before, that are just registered to vote. Oh, I mean, don't think there I is wish, one. Yeah, I would like that to be. I don't know. I, I you're talking to a guy who has 797 unread text messages and probably seven years of mail in a box in Some my way. storage unit. So that wouldn't really sway me if I wasn't a voter. It would just go with the mail. Yeah. So I want to believe that that's all that happened, but I don't. Well, I can tell you this, like. So here we are in Newton County, Missouri, the bastion of conservative Republican dominance when it comes to politics. I have an 80% district, 80% Republican district. In that year, I was also on the ballot, okay, in 2020. And the numbers for mail-in ballots were by far more Democrats than there were Republicans, in our area. So imagine what that's like. Extra- extrapolate that out to areas that aren't nearly as Republican as ours. What that yeah. ratio would look like when it came to the mail-in ballots. Hmm. It was remarkable, actually. Maybe Democrats are just homebodies. Because my election in general, with the, the rest of the other ballots, you know, where people either voted in person or voted absentee 
as far as like coming into the courthouse and voting. Um, were again about an eighty percent ratio, but the mail in ballots were about a fifty fifty ratio. Hmm. And that's in Newton County, Missouri. What were the numbers um, of people who actually did mail in in our? Because I know our area was not really shut down much by COVID. I can't remember the exact number on that. Um, it was much higher when it came to mail-in ballots than normal, of yeah. course. I don't know. I Joel, if you go to the Missouri Secretary of State website, you can probably find that number. I feel like the uh, just something was fishy with the whole uh, the whole deal. So I don't know. Yeah, I just it's hard to believe that you know sending people mailers would would sway I don't know I'll never forget 3 a.m. going to bed feeling pretty good about life yep and uh the worm turned so I've got this video here Tim you know we've we've talked a lot about the uh the gender ideology of what's happening in our country right now especially in education Uh, another reason why I uh homeschool my kids but here is, you know, because a lot of times you'll hear from the other side there, this isn't happening. You know, when you bring up an issue or you file a bill, you, you try to address these things, they will, they'll just say, this, this isn't happening. Give me an example, right, of where this is happening, where there's, you know, a teacher somewhere in the state of Missouri that's trying to groom our kids or trying to indoctrinate our kids, you know, and just try to pull that card that it's, it's just not happening. But let me play you this video and tell me what you think about this. This is a non-binary, which, you know, whatever the definition of that is. It's broad. I don't know. But a non-binary queer teacher who wants the entire curriculum in every single K-12 classroom. Is it a dude or a chick? You know, I, I can't tell, Tim. Look at this and tell me. You guys look at this and tell me if you can tell. Okay. Just, just take a gander at this one. I'm saying, what, what dude, do you think? Okay. What that's makes a, what makes you think that? The length of the neck. Okay. Okay. That so listen a, to this. Let's uh, let's have a conversation about teaching LGBTQ plus inclusion in classrooms. Now, one of the things that myself and other queer teachers have noticed is that a lot of the labor of teaching this... I think I see an Adam's apple. Wiggling around. I think you're right. And I say out because obviously there are a lot of people that teach that are not going to share that part of them. And that is totally fine and valid. This, though, is where I have a problem with all of this. The labor should not be put on queer teachers to do all this. When we say inclusive curriculum, we mean the entire curriculum in every single classroom, K through 12. So if you are a teacher, it's really important that you start looking at your curriculum and asking yourself, where am I including LGBTQ plus voices? Where am I not including them? And why have I not made that effort? There's so many resources out there now. Definitely go check them out. What questions do you have? Mm. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, so where they want to include it and why have they not included it, right? Wow. So that's the kind of thing that is happening in classrooms and I think concerning for many reasons. 
That is uh, definitely wouldn't have to worry about your kids having a crush on the teacher. Yeah. Only good thing I could see coming to that. So the border bill, have you guys heard about this at all? Mm-mm. So supposedly a bipartisan border bill. That's oh, yeah, been, yeah. They've been working on in in D.C. It's a terrible bill, by the way. Do you think it might be considered a non-binary border bill? <laughs> yeah, right. Because I haven't seen a lot of people real excited on the... Uh, I don't think there's a lot of true Republicans that are backing it. The non-binary yeah. politicians. Well, are. so uh, in the House, they have said it's basically dead on arrival. Yeah, I don't think there was a single. None of our senators in Missouri voted for the bill in the Senate, but it's it's being promoted as a bipartisan bill, right? But what's crazy is, so on Thursday, this is a Fox News article, uh, the White House on Thursday announced that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement will soon be forced to reduce operations at the southern border due to the lack of funds. Uh, Basically, it says because, it says this, I quote, because congressional Republicans are choosing partisan politics over our national security. Imagine the audacity to say that Republicans are not concerned about our national security with what they have been doing with the border uh, under the Biden administration. That is, that is premium gaslighting. And and here's what they said: and refusing to pass the bipartisan national security agreement that includes significant border reforms and funding over the coming weeks, ICE will be forced to reduce operations because of budget shortfalls. So they're trying to say that. If Republicans don't vote for this, then it'll be on their head, right? Yeah, that's cute. I, I watched a video this week of uh, about 50 immigrants rolling up in Suburbans. Suburbans seem like the Chevy Suburban is the... They didn't have any suspension left in the back either. All of them were <laughs> squatting. There was about five Suburbans pulled up with 60 immigrants, and they just came to the end of a fence where the the nice the nice new fence that Trump put up hmm. came to an end and there was a little bundled up razor wire a few of them caught their coats on it as they came around and they were being watched doing it hmm. by border patrol so five suburbans roll up in a cloud of dust 60 people pile out of them do the math and uh well, you can fit 30 in a Honda Civic, so I can imagine what a Suburban would do. I, you could get, you could, I mean, you could probably live in one of those comfortably. Anyways, I've got one. But, I've yeah. got a 99. These were, these OBS. were, these were all like a 2000 hmm. model. Looked like they were all, you know, you remember blue. Yeah. Man, those things go for a half a million miles, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> Windows don't stay in very well, but that's the only thing that goes wrong. You got to caulk them in. You got to caulk those windows. I, I know a guy. <laughs> he does getting that getting that silicone to cure quick enough. Quick enough can be. Yeah, you don't want to put too much pressure on it. We had a situation where one of the guys was going on a hot date in his work in his in the in old blue and he peeled the blue tape off that Joel had put there to keep that silicone in place till it dried. He didn't want to be driving around with picking up a date 
with blue tape. With that blue tape. And uh, instead, he was driving around with no window, turned out. <laughs> but a uh, little plexiglass, and it, it fixed it up for another 15 years, I think. Yeah. But yeah, did did you see that? Did you see that video? It was uh, it was on reels, but I couldn't find it. Five five suburbans. It's the same guy that's been doing the interviews. Oh yeah, and uh, just videoed them waltzing in, and they were just walking a single file line, just right down the border border fence in front of a border patrol SUV, and it's just like, mm. wow. I it'd be hard for me to just stand by and video or sit in my patrol car and just be like howdy yeah. welcome you know and i mean that's well i mean there was no it's worse than that like they're they're the biden administration is is telling the federal agents to go cut the barbed wire and let them in yeah it's, it's worse than just waving at it's them. hard to it's assisting it's hard to hard to believe i was uh i was down in houston this week working and the uh doing a little work on a property tax office in one of the oldest counties there in Texas. And the uh, administrator, the guy who's over all of the tax offices and stuff, was telling me that they had a little encampment. A guy had bought some land in in between Cleveland and Houston and was doing predatory loans. $450 down could get you a plot. And uh, he was just setting up a just selling any selling strictly to illegal immigrants and uh how much $450 down got you a uh, little piece of heaven in in Texas I didn't know Joel what did you find on that was there any credence sure looks like it Cleveland Texas yeah it's it's uh, about 15 minutes outside of Cleveland Texas but he said that there uh this one guy decided to buy up some acreage there and sell it off a plot at a time for 400 and, and he said they're just moving in everything from campers to mobile homes to connex boxes tents and uh they're guesstimating about fifty thousand people that was the number he gave me and like i said i don't have um so basically i don't have any reason not to believe 450 dollars down for a a lot you can, a space yes. that you can put your tent up on. Yep. At and least uh, own a little piece of the American dream. Somebody's really raking it in. That's kind of what he was saying, but he said it's really... By uh, the foot? I'm guessing he maybe is, I don't know how much, maybe enough. Got enough 15 to, by 15? Yeah, just lots. And mm-hmm. uh, how's, the, how's the easements work on that? Like, Well, I'm I'm guessing you just kind of go where you need to go. And uh, it's probably like when you're at the cemetery, you try not to step on anybody, but <laughs> you got to get where you're going. You know, <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. So, and this guy, I've known this guy for about eight years, stand up guy. I, I had, what wait, the guy selling the, the no, property? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. The, the tax, uh, the guy who runs the, <laughs> the tax district there, he, he was, but I was asking, cause we've had a lot of issues with crime there in Cleveland. We had, uh, we had gotten a substantial amount of equipment and trucks, and we had a 2018 uh, high country stolen out of a mo- hotel parking lot, and mm. they had they had it started and driven off in 30 seconds. Wow! I guess they intercepted. And it the, was locked. Yes, no key in it. 
but they intercept your key fob when you lock your vehicle. And wow. they pull the, they get in very quickly, pop the hood, pull the low jack off or, you know, on star and drive away. And That's you crazy. can see the, the flashers just flashing as it drove out of the parking lot. But for 30 seconds from the time they approached the truck to driving it off and they, uh, I'm sure I, it was over the border in no time. Yeah. I talked to the sheriff, uh, they, you know, they had me come in to the sheriff's office and they said that uh, they have video of them also loading them on semis in the Walmart parking lot there in Cleveland and uh, said they'll just take a convoy of vehicles. And he said it's, you know, very, very regular. And uh, they wow. just, they go straight. We also had a skid steer stolen about 40 minutes from there at another project. Um, and they had the low jack taken off, um, on, you know, on video, everybody was wearing masks, but yeah, they tend to do that. Those protesters do the same thing. Yeah. All wear masks, but yeah, yeah, the border bill, it's terrible. So if you actually get down to the nuts and bolts and read what is in that bill, it's horrible. Like it's, it's not anything that we should be doing in this country. Uh, but it's an election year, right? So yeah. it's it's gotten so bad. It is the top issue that Americans are concerned about, and it's it's not a partisan issue, really. And so they're realizing they're in trouble with this policy that they've had. And so they're trying to push this and then blame it on Republicans if they don't vote for it, right, in an election year. That's what's happening. But it's irresponsible at best, this bill. Here's a few of the things that are in that bill. It codifies catch and release. So it actually puts into law the ability to catch and release and not deport, right? Which, again, is is what a lot of places are doing right now. I don't know how you guys do that at the sheriff's office, but, um, you know, to actually put into law that catch and release is something that we're going to allow is crazy. So how do you guys, how do you guys deal with it, Joel? Once upon a time, we used to get uh, what's called an ICE detainer. Uh, I haven't seen one in 10 years. So you have to get like a, it's almost like a warrant from ICE. Is that what it would be looked at as? Yes. Okay. Um, so they, they just don't do them anymore. But yep. the, the, the worst of the worst, more or less, mm-hmm. if, if they had committed a federal crime yeah. and come across the radar. <clears throat> so if nothing pulls up on them, you just turn them loose. So it codifies that. It also puts into statute that it allows 1.8 million to enter before anything is done. Hmm. So 1.8 million per year could enter before any temporary closing down, even parts of the border. It codifies that in law. Uh, It funds sanctuary cities and NGOs that are busing illegals around the country and putting them in, I believe, strategic locations. We've talked about this with the numbers that are included in the census for congressional redistricting, right? Right. It subsidizes free taxpayer-funded legal counsel to illegal aliens. So now our tax dollars would be funding free legal counsel for illegal aliens as well. That would That's a part of this bill. There's nothing in the bill to be able to deport illegals. There's no immediate funding at all for the wall. So the actual things that we need to be doing 
when it comes to protecting our country and the safety of our citizens with building a wall, uh, it has nothing in there for that. So that's, and that's, there's more than that, but that's just a few of the reasons why it's a terrible bill, in my opinion. But the bottom line is this Biden is acting like he has no power to do anything about the crisis at the border now that finally they've admitted it's a crisis. Yeah. Well, Congress has to pass a bill and you guys aren't voting for it. So it's your fault, mm. which is, you know, it's ridiculous. But it's the it's it's one of the oldest tricks in the book when it comes yeah. to politics. But the bottom line is he can, with the stroke of a pen, he can fix this problem. He can shut down what's happening at the border. Um, but he just doesn't want to. He well, wants to be able to to try to to place the blame on Republicans by by killing the bill. And it's it's kind of funny because one point eight million is pretty much what are just filtering in unabridged as we speak, you know, per year. And so it's like we just need to keep keep the status quo and uh, sign that into law. And I, once again, I, I feel like if they put in that bill that they wanted 1.8 million legal immigrants per, per year and to fully shut the border down, it would, I'd feel, I wouldn't feel great about it, but I would feel like that might be something that could get bipartisan, you know, support. I, if we know the 1.8 million that are coming in, I could feel differently about that. Right. I have but we don't. No issue with legal immigration. Um, you know, make it make it a little easier for the people who want to be here, who want to be a part of this. Um Well, I think it's crazy too that contribute. You know, Biden was strong on the border. It wasn't just a few years ago. I mean, before he ran for president, of course. But he has spoken very strongly about the problems with having an open border, about the problems with amnesty and all that. Obama was, too. Obama was actually—he probably deported more illegals than any president in our lifetime. I believe that is a uh, true statistic. But yet now it's completely flipped, and um, I think there's many reasons why it has. But it's all political reasons. it's, It's all political for sure. And voting, yeah, you know, because I think we've talked about that. It's the it's the end game um, is to turn those people. And there are states that are currently trying to uh, pass laws to allow illegals to vote. So it's not like it's in secret. I believe they had tossed around amnesty um, when they were writing the bill, and just thought that might be a bit of a reach. Yeah, but uh, I I had read somewhere that there were people speculating that that might be on this bill before they had mm. gotten. Yeah. So I think it's, it's dead on arrival. Uh, Mike Johnson, speaker of the house has said that it, it will be in, in the house in Congress. Uh, I know uh, our Congressman Eric Burleson has said it's a terrible bill as well. We don't have to worry about our delegation voting for that, but mm. uh, it's just another political ploy to try to, uh, displace the blame onto the other party. So next up, I think probably the biggest story of the week is, um, do you guys pay attention to the uh, Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin in Moscow? I am, uh, I got about 30 minutes left on it. Yeah. What'd you think so far? Um, I really, uh, I just listened and just thought, hmm, sounds like Sounds like the uh, they've been a lot more like 
Vladimir, I, I know he's not. He is not a saint. But uh, I don't. I think that I think he's come willing to play ball a few times, and uh, nobody. If if anything he said's true, and I mean, I it sound he sounds sincere. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I didn't hear it in his native tongue, but I didn't hear anything that. How many views does that have now, Joel? Can you find that on uh, Carlson's Twitter? But I definitely think that. I definitely think that he has been painted to be the monster for political purposes. Like he, he even said he just doesn't have that much interest in several of the things that I, that I was pretty sure that was the end goal. Um, like spreading territory. I don't know if you heard that, Mm -hmm. that part of it. He was like, he said, I have no interest in expansion in Poland. I have no, he said, the only way I would ever be the aggressor is if they came at us. If they attacked us, which is what Ukraine sounds like Ukraine instigated all of it. Yeah. So I thought it was fascinating, Um, you know, and to what extent you can believe all the things that he's saying, you you know, that's that's a question. Of course, Um, he's very smart. It's kind of sad when you watch the leader of Russia hold an hour and a half long interview with Tucker Carlson, who's also a brilliant guy. Yeah. Two full hours. And actually do it in a way where, um, you know, you can you can understand what he's saying. Right. Um, he he has the appearance of leadership. He has the the body language of leadership. I mean, it's it's all he's, there. He's pushing 72, isn't he? I don't know how old. I know he's in his... I know he's past... He's past the I think he's in mark. his 70s for sure. Yeah. But then you look at the president of the free world with... Yeah. Did you Joe hear the Biden. Did you hear the part where Tucker asked him if he had talked when's the last time he talked to Biden? What did he say? <laughs> he was he said I don't remember. He don't remember. And so Tucker prom- prompted him further and uh they brought up kind of got it narrowed down to the date. He was like, "So you haven't been in contact with him since you know such and such of 2020." And he's like, "No, we have contacts that, you know, we communicate through yeah he channels said, more or less was like i have no interest in talking to he probably doesn't no interest in talking to that moron and uh but yeah i i definitely i don't feel like there was any bombshells as as of the hour and 37 minute mark so um, here's what's crazy to me is how the mainstream media reacted to tucker just doing this interview that was what was insane. I mean, they they would not shut up, still haven't shut up about yeah. it. You know, calling him a traitor, all these things, because he was willing to go and ask and do this interview in Moscow with one of the most powerful leaders in the world, whether you like him or not, whether you like what he has done or not. It's just the reality, right? And that's a huge thing to land, an and, interview with Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Who many have actually done in the past, right? In mainstream media, who you wouldn't say is a conservative right. media personality. I uh, feel like Barbara Walters probably caught him at least once. So they're talking like this article right here, Joel brought up, Austin American Statesman. Is Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin the most watched video of all time on uh, X? Sits at 
186 million views. 186 million views. And that Tim. happened on the 6th. And that was within what? Three days? 6th was when he did the interview. They posted it the 7th, I believe. So today's the. Here's some 12th. numbers that's crazy. Tucker's show on Fox Tenth. averaged around 3 million viewers on primetime. Which was huge. I mean, he was the biggest one, right? right? Here's the X ratings on Tucker Carlson. That sounds- His interview with Malay from Argentina. Yep. 428 million views. Holy cow. Trump interview, 265 million views. Putin interview, now what, 180? 186 million, 186 million views. In three days. In three days. And it goes on and on. I mean, Ramaswamy's interview, 45 million views. Cat Turd interview. I listened to that. 18 million views. I feel like it should be a little higher than that. This tweet that has this listed on it from End Wokeness, 4.1 million views. Now explain to me how in the world you could ever say that the mainstream media is not dead. I think it's super, super dead. Pushing up daisies. That is, they said that he was more more watched than all combined media outlets from the mainstream media. Um, each video had more views than all outlets. I think it's it's amazing to see play out with social media and, and the power of that right now. But I just thought the the response from the mainstream media, um, just for him doing this interview. Yeah, what's what's Rogan at now? 90 million per episode? Uh, last I heard, it was somewhere around 11 million. Okay, 9 million is what I think the last that, per it's episode been about a year yeah. ago. Which okay. again is just it's a, that's unbelievable. A it's just hard to believe that Tucker Carlson is <laughs> eclipsed him that, you know, with that kind of. That's overwhelming how much. Another that, thing that came out of this interview was. Um, Boris Johnson kind of got outed by Putin saying that he was part of the reason that stopped a peace deal between Russia and the Ukraine. And so he he does this I mean it's it's kind of a meltdown actually videoing himself like a uh, Hunter Biden-esque. Yeah. And he's fuming um due to this claim that Putin made but he never refuted it. He, yeah, he, he never just, refuted it. He never said it didn't outrage. happen. Just, I can't believe you guys found this out. Can't believe you told on me. Here's what he says. Listen to this. It's crazy. And to to watch this, too. Have you seen this? Have you seen this video? Watch this video. He kind of looks like Ed Sheeran's dad. (laughs) Around the world, people are watching that ludicrous interview with Vladimir Putin conducted by... Ludicrous. Interview with Vladimir Putin. And we must not fall for this tissue of lies above all for the notion that Putin is somehow fated to succeed in Ukraine. On the contrary, he is doomed to fail. Read about it in the Daily Mail. <laughs> in the Daily Mail. He is doomed to fail. He, got, he probably got paid a handsome chunk from the Daily Mail. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think like Putin 
I from from what he said, I like I said, I don't know if you can give it credence or not, but he pulled out of um was it is it Kiev? Is that how you say yep. it? Pulled out of Kiev of his own goodwill, trying, you know, on or in good faith, and then they immediately, you know, launched a counterattack. And that was portrayed to us as he was uh retreating, more or less. That was that's what the mainstream was spinning that as, and it didn't make sense. You're talking about someone with a nuclear arsenal, you know. I mean, if, if if he, it's it's much like Israel. If Israel wanted to Destroy. remove, you know, remove them from the map with extreme Gaza. president, uh, with with uh, extreme prejudice. extreme prejudice. Sorry, <laughs> precedents. Um, it would be it would be over. Yes, you know, months ago, and that's that's where you're at with, um, you know, with Russia. If they were really serious about, and it it just sounded like he has some self preservation. He's not a crazed like he doesn't want this turning into World War Three. Mm-hmm. Um, or he would have already turned it into World War Three. It's just you know he said there's, uh, what did he say? He said all of humanity, you know would be picking up the pieces if this dissolves any further than it has. And that's why they pulled out of Kiev. And I don't know. It, it makes sense. It really, like, if you think about how easy it would be for him to go nuclear, Mm -hmm. if he was who has been portrayed. Yeah. But it seems like he's a scapegoat for a lot of, well, political trash. Yeah, but I think the real reason, if you look at how much money we have sent Ukraine, I think you follow the money. Mm-hmm. As to um, he, he mentioned that also. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And so, even in this recent bill, spending bill in Congress, another you know billions of dollars. That was on the yeah. That was on the border bill. Yeah, to to send Ukraine. ten billion mm-hmm. to Israel, I believe, and. 30, 30 to Ukraine? I'm pulling numbers out, Joel. I'm, I'm he's on, he's on it. <laughs> this is a this is a it was a lifesaver. Looks like sixty billion to Ukraine. Yeah. Ooh, I was so asked. sixty billion. And then ten or fourteen or something to Israel. That's crazy. And they were gonna send So what what is the aggregate? They were gonna send a chunk to Yemen too. So what is the aggregate, Joel? <laughs> like, find out what the aggregate is that we have spent. If 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 we included the sixty billion, plus what we have already sent to Ukraine, what would that number be? I believe it's uh, about one hundred and sixty, right? Billion, I believe. Joel's going to get us hard numbers with a B. I don't have to believe with a B. <laughs> Google is not being a real forthright with a lot of these things that Joel has to Google. It's because you got to get around you the algorithm. Got to get in the weeds. Yeah, you're going to need a duck duck go if you're. <laughs> The truth. <laughs> According to the Commons Library, Parliament UK. So, US aid. Forty-four billion. I thought that was just their first their first batch. But what is, it's like? What does this have to do with the border? You know, I mean, I I know it, that's it how bills. I know that's how bills. Yeah, it's it's an omnibus bill, so yeah. everything gets rolled in there, and then they're like, if you don't vote for this, then it's your fault. Yeah. You hate, and this happens in state politics too. Yeah, 
I hate omnibus bills and I usually vote no on them for that reason because there's no way you can read all that stuff in time to really know what's yeah. in there. Um, I mean, I've seen bills that are 50 or 60 bills wrapped into one. Yeah, turd sandwich. 100 pages long each. So you can only imagine how long it would take you to to try to get to the bottom of that and see what's in there. The, but anyway, uh, the the amount of money that we have given Ukraine, I think, is the real bottom line when it comes to what's happening over there in that conflict. Well, and it's not just us. The UK, oh, uh, Boris, he's he's downwind to some some goodness. Yeah, the uh, just all the people involved that just shouldn't be involved but it's it's pretty wild when i saw the little they had a little money earmarked in that bill for yemen i was like Mm -hmm. they're just covering all the bases we've been bombing yemen for years (laughs) i mean we probably owe them a couple now we're gonna send them some money um here guys here's some cash that is uh pretty rich so On a more lighthearted note, Tim. It's about time. <laughs> in, in one of our favorite news outlets. Can you guess what it is? The bee. Not the bee. Right. Yeah. Says these activists are doing a die-in at a Florida DMV. Never heard of a die-in. I mean, if there's a place to die-in, that would be it, right? Is, it, is there anyone out there who enjoys going to the DMV? No. Not me. Although our local DMV does a pretty good job, but uh but a good it's, day a good day at the DMV. I say this a lot about cornhole because I leave often feeling pretty low. <laughs> I always tournament pat, pat somebody on the back at a cornhole tournament. I say a bad bad night at cornhole, still a pretty good night. But a good day at the DMV is still a pretty bad day. <laughs> yes. It is. <laughs> So got right in and right yeah, out in three hours. Joel's pulled up some pictures from it. These people laying there and they're they're holding up a cardboard <laughs> gravestone over top of them. So they're doing a die-in because Ron DeSantis supposedly Ron DeSantis won't let them put their gender identities on their driver's licenses. So they murdered them. <laughs> so, well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, that the DMV is killing trans people. <laughs> So they're showing them the consequences. Denied care. Look at the... Oh, I thought that was a flowery... I thought that was a Bermuda skirt, but it was Bermuda shorts. R.I.P. Trans youth, because you couldn't change your driver's license to mm. include whatever you identified as that day. Yeah. Could you imagine somebody not wanting to share your illness? Well, it's deadly now. You know, yeah. putting your biological gender on your government-issued document is deadly, apparently. My family is dying from attacks by the Florida legislature. That guy... Doesn't look the part. No, he looks like... They said, Grandpa, what, what put, this, put this sandwich sign on and walk around the DMV. Do it now, Grandpa. Or I might die. All right, Bobby. I'm heading down. Billy. No, you can't drive. We'll we'll take you. Yeah. He he didn't know. He looked he looked as lost as Joe Biden carrying that sign around. Well, you know. They're like, nope, 
Don't wear your Trump hat, Grandpa. Usually, dead people chant political slogans while they're, you know, dead. That is a mostly peaceful protest. That would be a rest in peace protest. Not only that, they died for 37 minutes. Wow. That's brutal. (laughs) It's a miracle. Well, it represented 37% of trans people who have been harassed for having an ID in the wrong gender marker. That is the most in most, definitely a mostly peaceful protest, though. I've seen few. Can you imagine those DMV workers thinking, what What are they thinking? Right? Yeah. Because it's their fault. It's like shooting the messenger. This one guy in this one picture looks like Kip off of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Yes, I Look, love technology. If that's not if that's not Kip, who is? But not as much as you you <laughs> But I still So that's pretty good, Tim. I watched that movie a couple times more than I should have. I mean, we ought to think of something to have a die in about. Mm. I just There's gotta be something. Man, I just every time I want to go protest, life gets in the way, Ben. I know. Just living. Just I always think uh, it's like oh, but I gotta go I to work. I gotta go to work. Dad gum. <laughs> I gotta I would I love have, to I gotta go to dinner. I mean, it's protest enough for me to have to be at the DMV for thirty seven right. minutes anyway. And I mean let's let's face it, they probably got their tickets before they laid down. They all had to be there anyways. Mm-hmm. And they were not leaving in Less than 37 minutes, so... It says the Nazis kept track of us, too, on one of those signs. What? Okay. I'm not sure how this... Oh, Hitler's steps. Ban books. Identify queer people. (laughs) But they're trying to just not identify queer people is is really the I think they might be a bit confused, especially uh, about their history. I feel like... I feel like they uh, wouldn't have lasted long in almost any any government in history. Yeah. And uh, I, I definitely don't feel like they should probably take it too hard that they can't be something they're not on their ID. That would be somewhat problematic, I would think, if, uh, I mean... But here's the thing about your ID. So in Missouri... Uh, I was just actually looking at the statute the other day regarding this issue um, when it comes to gender identity on your uh, driver's license or birth certificate, right? And it's interesting because to me, like, okay, you're born, doctor has to fill out your birth certificate. Sometimes they say that, it, you know, it could take a couple of days for them to do that or whatever. I don't think it takes them a couple of days to figure out what gender the child is. But to me, that's more so confirming what is already biologically having, it's already taken place, right? When it comes to when the child is born, they're just confirming right. the gender. They're not deciding the gender. But they're not affirming, and that's the problem. That's the crime here. Yeah, well... They're wanting to be able to uh, say, in some states, yeah, leave that blank till they, yeah, till they're six till and they, they can, can decide. They can decide. They're not going to be able to decide until they're six years old at least. They better not make it to where they can 
cut their body parts off first at an earlier age mm-hmm. before they can decide what they want to put on there. Yeah, that's the next parent's choice thing. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I mean, I really wanted a boy this round. What can you guys do? <laughs> yeah. What a world. What a world. We're in a bad, bad so, way. So, uh, big game coming up this weekend, which by Monday will already be over. But nevertheless, it's Saturday. So what do you think? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? We got the Chiefs versus, who is it? 49ers. Yeah, San Francisco. 49ers. You know, San Francisco needs to catch a break. Let's be real. They got to pay for that dadgum suicide net somehow. And And, and people to shovel the poop off their streets. Yeah. I wonder what a parade in in downtown San Fran would look like, though. Well, they're really good at that. They, uh, they really know how to put a parade on in San Francisco. What's they the just, spread, Joel? San Francisco. Chiefs plus one and a half. Mm-hmm. So there's less colors involved. They just need gold and red. So they're mm-hmm. going to definitely have to, you know, dig through their floats because I think most of their floats are more of a rainbow of colors. Variety. But. I mean, that's what spray paints for. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think they would have a problem. They've probably got one of the best parade commissions of any city going. It's just, it's just not really geared up for gearing sports. Them, gearing them towards a sport like football might be a bit of a challenge. A couple mm-hmm. cans of Rust-Oleum. Yeah. <laughs> Red and gold Rust-Oleum, and uh, a lot. A lot more, a uh, lot less buttless chaps, you know? <laughs> yes, preferably. That's really the only challenge they'll be facing on putting that Super Bowl parade on. So who do you think wins? I, What's the predictions? I am, and I know, I know I'm in Missouri, but I am. Since the Cowboys didn't make it, Tim. See, we are, <laughs> I'm hoping the 49ers can keep the rest of my friends as unhappy as I am. Yeah. What about you, Joel? You're going to get me shot when I walk out of here. <laughs> They'll be waiting, lined up at the door. I mean, we can go out in a blaze of glory. I, I'm packing. Just cause a distraction on one side <laughs> run out the other. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm rooting for San Francisco. I hope they can do it. <laughs> Joel's got a... <laughs> <laughs> a screen of San Francisco parades up, and I don't think any of those are <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> parades. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> that was what I envisioned a San Francisco Super Bowl hey, parade. I, in fairness, all I typed was SF parade. Yeah, and this is what yeah, and that's Google. what come up. <laughs> well, I think we were right. <laughs> hey, there is some like Irishmen there. That that one is um, not uh, a rainbow parade. Hmm. So there's that. They can do it. Yeah, they they can do a color scheme switch. Mm-hmm. It looks like, uh, but I think the rest of them are pretty bright. It's about a ninety-seven percent. Mm-hmm. Wow, brothers in blue. They are oh, bud oh, brothers in blue. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, yeah. What do you do? This is spiral. So this has gotten gone downhill. Yeah, and then there's the whole Taylor Swift thing, right? 
I really, that's the name that shall not be uttered. I mean, that's the only player on the the Chiefs that I know is uh, Taylor Swift. Well, you know, old Pfizer Kels, he's there. Uh, he's, is she gonna make the Super Bowl? I'm surely. I think this is a uh, this is a production Joel. It has been ordered in the stars. She has to be there. I think she had a concert in Tokyo. I'm pretty tonight. sure. Pretty sure that's what a personal jet's for. It's yeah. gonna be a long flight. I think yeah. there was some speculation that she was gonna have trouble making it. Ambien. She's gonna and burn some jet. of that CO two. Yeah. Oh, coming back to from Tokyo. She's she's touched down at LAX. Already, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too concerned. Um, She's there. I I am actually not watching the Super Bowl. Oh man, that's how bad. It I'm is. just going for the snacks, um, which I usually do, no matter who's in the Super Bowl. But <laughs> I'll admit, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty much. I may never watch another Super Bowl. I'm on a Super Bowl boycott until America's team's back. <laughs> you like maybe done too. <laughs> You may be there a while. Yeah, me and me and Joel. Uh, who's your team, Joel? <laughs> the Commanders. Commanders. AKA oh, the Redskins. I don't. The, the I one do that not, got canceled. I do not recognize the Commanders Dad as a gum. team, but I I do. I'm I'm familiar with the Redskins. That's a hard one to have to be a fan of. I refuse to call them the Commanders for a while. You are yeah. you are sitting with two true fans. I see. Well, I'm a no. I can't say that. See. You were a I'm Colts. a Peyton Manning fan. You were a Colts fan for Yeah, but he's retired now. Yeah. So you are from Indiana, so Yeah. Um, that's and that's I couldn't acceptable. tell you a single player on the Colts team now. Ninety percent of America. So Yeah. So there's Taylor Swift, Patrick Mahomes. How many years has it been since you've Pfizer had Pfizer Kelsey? Yeah. That's uh, it. That's all I know. They got a couple others. They got a they got an up and coming running back. Um I just I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I just need. I don't care if they have to cheat. I just need the Cowboys to do something other than lose in the playoffs. Well, until Jerry Jones is gone, Tim. No, it gets worse after that. I think. I think, you think so. I'm pretty sure that is. I don't know. His son is just copy and paste. He's going to be taken over. Oh yeah. Is that how it rolls? That's how it rolls. That's a. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, yeah, Joel, going back to the glory days for me. Was that like Emmett Smith and? You know, me and Emmett Smith share a birthday. He's exactly twenty years. Is that older why than you're me. a Cowboys fan? No, I was okay. in Dallas in '96. I remember my uncle. He's a sign painter. And uh, he painted a big old... Old Donnie? Yep. yep. Painted a Dallas star right on my cheek. <laughs> we watched the Super Bowl, and I was pretty sure we were going to re- win the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm... sadly mistaken. Now I'm pretty sure... Well, Jones ran off the best thing they had going around there with their coach, and he's never let any good coaches come back since. Yep. All right. So you guys are both saying... The 49ers. Really just hoping. I just hope for a good game. Yeah. I'm going to say the Chiefs just because Taylor Swift. Mm. So. Well. We'll see how. We we will see. Turns out. Yeah, I guess it's just probably whichever. If the Chiefs win, there, there will be a 
parade in Kansas City probably on Wednesday, which means I won't have to have much to do in Jefferson City on Wednesday, which is great. So yeah. I'm hoping the Chiefs win so that I get a, a nice Wednesday to get some work done. Hmm. How about that? Hey, that that would be as good of an outcome, I guess, as I don't have anything, any skin in the game. Yep. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for tonight, boys. Good job. Don't forget to uh, go over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out. The podcast is growing. I looked at the uh, most recent heat map, and we've got listeners coast to coast, Tim. So let's keep it up. All right. Thanks for uh, taking time out to keep the facts facts. Yeah. That, Welcome aboard, Joel. Yeah, for sure. For this is great. And uh, with that, we'll catch you next week. God bless. Go Chiefs. Ha <laughs> ha.